welcome to the Go Serve Others podcast, where we explore topics around leading, mentoring, and serving others. I'm your host, Mark Shropshire, and welcome to episode 14. The title today of this episode is, What is Skills-Based Mentorship? I'm super excited to talk about this topic today, primarily because we are kicking off skills-based mentorship programming at MediaCurrent, where I work. MediaCurrent is a full-service digital agency. We focus on open-source software development strategy and design, and we're always focused on helping to make sure that the return on investment is found by those enterprise organizations seeking more ROI. So um, just a little bit about MediaCurrent there, MediaCurrent.com. And uh, super excited to really be working on this skills-based mentorship program with the team there. So today... Just a little bit about intro on this. We're going to focus on what what skill-based mentorship is all about, the various ways it can benefit your personal and professional growth. And uh, guess what? Secret here, you don't even have to be working at a digital agency. This can apply to all kinds of things. So we'll dive into that. Um, this is uh, exciting just because, you know, it's, it's something that everyone, anybody, uh, this is the kind of thing that anybody could use. Uh, it's available to everyone. So let's let's talk about three focus points here on the benefits of skill-based mentorship. So, uh, you know, I like to talk talk about uh, three points usually. It makes it easier for us to kind of remember those and to talk about them. We can always expand on these in future episodes, but let's jump into these three focus points now. Number one is rapid and quality learning of a skill being the first benefit of skills-based mentorship. You know, what do I mean by rapid and quality learning? Well, you know, with skills-based mentorship, this is really usually centered around a vocation, uh, generally, for the mentee. and uh, But it could also be used to acquire a skill for a, you know, maybe somebody you, you have an interest in a hobby. You know, it could be something uh, more like in the hobby scape. Maybe it could be something to help change career paths. And you just, you're like, well, I know I need this skill for that new career. Or even within uh, maybe the organization that I work in, I'm, I'm aspiring to maybe move into a different department, a different part of the organization. So you want to acquire a skill for that. So these are generally short-term mentorships. These are not made to uh, replace, or, or, but they are a supplement to you know, longer-term mentorships. Uh, which which we've talked about before and, and we'll continue to on this podcast. But um, these shorter terms, they may last two weeks, could be a few months, uh, but they're not long-term um, mentorships generally because you, you really want to focus on a goal uh, and, then, and then plan it out between the mentor and mentee. Say, my goal is to get to this level of a skill, which should be realistic. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it, um, but it should... Um, but it should be a goal that that's realistically uh, attained, and and then you uh, you try to plan out and say, hey, I think it's going to take about uh, you know uh, four weeks to get there, and then you might want to bump that up a little. So so maybe you would say, well, let's be realistic, six weeks. All right, let's do a six week. Let's do uh, a check in thirty minutes. You know, once every week could be once every two weeks. I, I really like to keep. Uh, that discussion between a mentor and mentee on how often they should check in. Cause a lot of times it depends on how, how fast you want to move, but also trying to weigh in the realism of everybody's schedules and uh, you know, honoring the time of the mentor who's taking the time to do this. Uh, 
So um, that's just something you want to do immediately at the beginning of this. Uh, uh, when, the, when a mentee goes and asks the mentor to help them, that should be some of the first discussions. Hey, realistically, what are the goals? What do I want to attain, you know, uh, in, in attain as far as, you know, in results? And then let's, let's be realistic. How long do you think it'll take? And the mentor can help weigh in on the time frame and frequency, I think, on that. Uh, and that'll help quite a bit. Um, but anyway, it can be adjusted, you know, to, to meet those goals, the, the time frame. Uh, again, just, just be really uh, as realistic as possible about it, though. So your first time into a skills-based mentorship, you, you, might, you might be off a little bit on that, um, from, even if the mentor is the first time they've uh, worked with skills-based mentorships. But that's that's okay. You know, first time out, you learn a lot. As long as you uh, learn from that and, and uh, take it into the next mentorship, should be should be just fine. Uh, but um, but anyway, so back to some some kind of um, guiding points here on on how to get to that rapid and quality learning of a skill. Well, you want to really make sure at the start you set up those goals. You got the time frame we talked about, and. Um, you know, mentees should really lead on the organization of those items. I think that's a key point. We've we've talked about that before on this podcast. That uh, a mentor is taking time uh, away from from their schedule. They 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 uh, hopefully you know have a care and, and uh, interest in helping others. So, but it's it's still uh, still their time. So you want the mentee should really take lead on as much as possible to take the load off those mentors, so that the mentor has time to prepare resources. And to have time for really quality check-ins where they're focused, they're not multitasking, they're not working on other things, they're really taking the time to to be in that moment with the uh, mentee and help them uh, help them out. So, um, so here, here's some neat things I, I like about uh, skills-based mentorships is that uh, it's it's easier um, to learn with a mentor to guide you because you may say, you know. I can learn rapidly. I can have quality learning. I can go read blog posts. I can watch YouTube videos. That is 100% true. You, you, that is certainly a, a great way and something that we all should be uh, grateful to live today and to have the internet and have the things we have, the access to all that uh, resource and knowledge to be able to go and learn. But sometimes for certain skills and to really... Um, uh, to really work on the exact skill that you want to focus on and, you know, and really have quality. It, it sometimes just takes that uh, uh, mentorship to, to really help because, of course, you're going to talk about resources. You're going to talk about here's some things to go read and some videos to watch and some other resources out there and some actual hands-on applications. Those are important, too, during the mentorship here. Let's go, you know, the mentee should go try to do the skill, you know, work on it. It's a craft kind of thing. So, um. But what's really important here is that that you want to make sure that um, you want to make sure that that you see that there is a benefit that um, you know in a, in a certain skill that hey you know I really feel like I can get ramped up quicker if I work with a mentor someone that's been through this before you know we, we, I think it was one of the early episodes of this podcast but I really like to dive into the part about how uh, the the speed and quality. Uh, in a mentorship relationship can really be great. Uh, and that's, and that's just, you know, given that opportunity to not make mistakes along the way that the mentor made, you know, you can skip over those cause they can tell you their experiences. All of that's at play here. You'll make your own mistakes still, but having that, 
mentor to provide direction, the mentor to provide the resources, the mentor to provide points to review those stops where you're, let me review the skill. Let me review the things you've tried so far. Um, you know, and, and then providing next steps. So at the close of that mentorship, um, time frame, you know, the end of the, the two weeks, the four weeks, the six weeks, the two months, three months, uh, there should be a discussion about, all right, what are next steps after this? You know, there may not be another mentorship with that mentor again, but they will, um, they, they should have, the mentor should be able to help you with next steps on, okay, so you'll keep working on this skill, and when you're ready to go to the next level, here's some places to go. Maybe it's another mentorship with the same mentor, maybe it's not, but uh, there's always options on how to take it to the next level. Um, so anyway, that was a lot to talk about, but those are all parts of how do you, how and why you can create uh, a rapid and quality learning uh, of a skill through skills-based mentorship. How to set that mentorship up successfully is a big, huge part of it, and then just why you can, uh, the whys of, of creating uh, the speed and quality of learning along the way, and that's just because you've got a guide uh, that's giving you a lot of things and has the experience previously. Think of it as... Um, a sort of apprenticeship. It's a little different than apprenticeships, but it, it's it's in that. To me, it's in that uh, in that area that um, area of um, of discussion. So, so number two, our, our second point of really a benefits of skills based mentorship that I really, really am, am even uh, more excited. If, um, probably telling my voice, I'm excited about all this, but really excited about this, and that is interdisciplinary skill learning. And why am I excited about that? Well, that's because in an organization, as an organization grows, uh, as an organization um, changes its structure and has to um, has to have other um, uh, maybe management layers or maybe departments are added or things like that, and that's great. Companies grow and organizations grow. What happens though is is uh, silos can start to form, and uh, really what we want to do here is make sure there's opportunities and there's reasons. We'll get into that, but there's reasons and opportunities of where you want to make sure that if I'm in one department, that I should know some skills that apply to other departments. Let's talk about that. So that helps break down silos in an organization. So you don't want to get stuck in your current vocation or discipline. You know, don't get stuck. Don't stay. It's great to keep learning. You have to keep focusing on your vocation and what are the next things I need to learn about and grow. But there's also these related vocations, these related um, things that come out of uh, other parts of your organization that um, that can help by learning some of those skills, learning about them. So uh, another benefit of interdisciplinary um, skill learning is just you grow in empathy for others you work with and engage with reg- regularly. So the uh, the idea is there that that you're able to um, to understand and 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 um, have a, have a greater understanding. For what your coworkers and others in your organization may, um, you know, go through, and, and what what it's like to uh, to frankly walk in their shoes in their vocation, and I think that's uh, anytime we can increase empathy is a great thing to do, and uh, so it that just leads to providing opportunities for you to be a better teammate along the way. So um, this is probably. Um, Maybe, maybe, well, I don't know if this is obvious or not, but this is something that's really on my mind. It's, it's definitely on my heart a lot with interdisciplinary skill learning, and that's 
to learn a skill that will help you communicate your vocation focus. So this goes back to, you know, you know, maybe, um, maybe in your vocation, it's very focused. It's a certain skill set. And, you know, most of us have those, we have special specialties and then we have things in our, in our vocation that are a little bit more broad, but, you know, some examples of how you can communicate your vocation focus and how to get the word out is, um, you know, maybe you're just going to have a skills-based mentorship on public speaking, um, you know, talking about your vocation, getting that out there, a little bit of, some of it's personal brand, but a lot of it's really just to share your knowledge. Maybe it's uh, um, marketing, you know, how can I market better? Um, everybody has to have some bit of marketing skills, I think, in their, in their uh, skills tool set. Doesn't, I don't, it doesn't really matter what your job is or anything like that. There's always going to be some type of marketing, some type of communication that's going on. Um, maybe you want to learn a little bit about design, and that's helpful. It doesn't mean you're going to be a designer. Learning, though, about another uh, um, skill uh, means that you have understanding of what it takes. You can then uh, speak the language better um, when you're on calls. And then um, writing, you know, maybe just writing blog posts, things like that. So it's also not all about, uh, you know, when we're talking about skill-based mentoring, it's not all about trying to get to a mastery level of skill. That can be a place that you want to get to. That will not probably happen <laughs> in a um, skills-based mentorship where, you know, we're talking short-term mentorships here. It's not going to happen. You're not going to usually start a brand new skill and get to a mastery level. However, if you are really working on just improving that skill and getting to the next level, you can get closer to mastery. So, you know, you can also do a skills-based mentorship where it's a skill that you already have, you know some things about, you maybe do regularly, but you're you're at a point where you're like, I need to be mentored by somebody that's already been several levels ahead of me and that they can help me at least get to the next level. And that may be getting you to mastery or closer to mastery. That that can work there. Don't expect mastery, though, if it's a brand new skill. That's it's unfair. It's not realistic. Totally, totally fine to not be there. Not a problem. Um, so we've covered um, lots to talk about here. We've covered uh, points on uh, benefits of skill-based mentorship. Number one, rapid and quality learning of a skill. We've talked about interdisciplinary skill learning, what that's all about. And the third point today is relationship building. This is something that happens with all uh, mentorship relationships. Skills-based, I think, are extra um, special when it comes to relationship building because they're, they are short, they're short-term Mentorships, which means you can you can actually uh, maybe go through a few cycles with different mentors in an entire year, building different skills. Maybe you you do two or three of these short run mentorships over the course of a year, and guess what? You have you along the way of acquiring new skills, you have built a relationship with three different people to some degree. You know those people better. You, you have them as a resource. They have you as a resource, too. Let's not forget that mentors learn a lot from the mentees. It's not a one-way street. So um, I love the fact that mentors and mentees just can build that relationship. Um, and uh, we want to be realistic, too, about what, what does that mean? Well, it may just be a, an improved work relationship, maybe, uh, you know, or it could turn into something greater. Uh, but we want to be realistic about, hey, just getting to know somebody better, that's enough. That is enough sometimes. So um, so this is amazing for everyone, but it's especially 
great for those who work in remote companies. I mentioned earlier, media currents are remote companies. So this is always on my mind. Um, or if you work independently, you know, maybe freelance or something like that. But it's, it's really great to be able to have, um, to build relationships when you're remote with other people. Anything that you can do to get to know people better like that is fantastic. So it can lead to other forms of mentorship too. This is, to me, this is huge about the relationship building. Uh, if a relationship starts um, through a skills-based mentorship, that could lead later to maybe the mentee, um, and it could flip the other way too. But this relationship between these two people, um, we haven't even talked about group mentoring because that can be a factor here too and something that works. But it can also lead to uh, career mentoring, can re- lead to life mentoring. Um, and I'd like to talk more about life mentoring in a, a future episode, but but it can lead to other, those relationships can lead to other types of mentoring uh, with the same uh, two people or same group. And and really we're talking to sometimes just frankly long-term relationships that go beyond working together at a company or organization or things like that. These these these, these things are just uh, these special relationships that, that you really enjoy and you appreciate and you're grateful for uh, that go off into the future and throughout life. Um, to me, that's really special. That's neat. Don't expect to have lots of those uh, <laughs> necessarily. Um, I think a lot of us as adults, you know, we get to a place where we know hey, you have very few, very close, close friends that you can share uh, things with. But, but, you know, I think through, uh, through my career and, and I have a few people that I look to as mentors and it's a very, you know, it's on one hand and just a few fingers, usually I can count them, but, um, those are people that I just hold really dear. I've got some expanded mentors that are at a different level. I think about that, that's a larger number, but, um, but this is really great to, to build those relationships. Um, and I would just kind of close here with enjoy the journey. So through the skills-based mentorship, just make sure that you you live in that moment. You you enjoy going through the process. Um, you should be looking forward to all the check-ins and, and the work involved because it's something that you have a passion to learn. And make sure that that each person in that mentor relationship, that you show gratitude. The mentee should show gratitude to the mentor. Mentor should show gratitude to the mentee that they were uh, that they came to them and have that appreciation that they look look to them uh, at some level to say, hey, I, I really could use your help to get this new skill. So just uh, just to recap here, those three points of what makes a great uh, skills-based mentorship um, and the benefits are, number one, rapid and quality learning of a skill. Number two, interdisciplinary skill learning. And number three, relationship building. So in closing, I just want to thank you for being a part of this episode. Remember, we can all lead, mentor, and serve.